Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. Hey, everybody. Dr. Dad's coming at you today. Dr. Nicholas, what's up, my man? Just uh, living the dream here in Osiris, BC. This is uh, it's actually just a little for our listeners who may not know. Osiris, BC is in the southern part of British Columbia. It's considered to be the only desert in Canada. And so whenever I come visit my hometown, I mean, I'm outside getting burnt, you know, playing in the water, having an amazing time. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's feeling good to get away for a little bit. Good to be home. Good to be home. So, brother, I'm really excited today because you and I have been playing with this amazing piece of technology called the Brain Tap, and we've got Dr. Patrick Porter on with us today to really share his great his greatness and and this amazing thing he's developed and how he's changing the world. So, real quick, I just want to give a quick bio about Dr. Porter. Uh, Dr. Porter is a PhD, and he's the founder and chief Brain Tap officer at Brain Tap. Uh, it was created with a singular mission in mind to better a billion brains. With its proprietary app and headset technology, BrainTap enables users to tackle the challenges of today's stressful world and enhance quality of life through improved brain wealth. It has over 800 uniquely encoded audio sessions, and it empowers its users to reduce stress, sleep better, and maximize performance. Dr. Porter has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, People, Entrepreneur, uh, Inc. magazines, and on ABC, NBC, CBS, and the Discovery Channel. He is the head of mind-based studies at Quantum University and is a licensed trainer of NLP. He is the author of six books, including his popular Thrive and Overdrive, How to Navigate Your Overloaded Lifestyle. And I was blessed to be able to get to hear Dr. Porter speak at a conference earlier this year, and I was just blown away with the information that he shared with us. Dr. Porter, thank you for joining us today. Well, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. So, brother, I got to start with probably a real basic question that you've probably answered a million times, but why did you develop this? Like, what was this need that was within you where you're like, I need to create something? Well, we go back in time, actually, probably before the two of you were born. The, uh, I was 12 years old, and I was a very gifted troublemaker. And my dad got into teaching a seminar called The Silva Method, and we used a GSR machine, galvanic skin response system, to train our brains to go to alpha. That got me hooked on brain training for using my brain. And he tricked me because he taught me to do sports <laughs> using it. And then by using it for sports, my brain generalized that information and I became an honor roll student within two years and I never looked back. And so I went to school for electronics and, but then I kept helping my dad with the seminar business. And then my, my part-time job in the seminar business was making more money than my job in the electrical uh, engineering kind of business that I was in. And, but I was able to put them both together with brain tap in, in a way that, cause people go, why did you do this? And I, I love meditating and I really got into, in, I was living in Scottsdale, Arizona at the time, and I worked with a company called Light and Sound Research. And we invented the very first portable light and sound machine. And when we did that, we revolutionized the way people, there was no neurofeedback back then. You know, there was, we had one machine called the, the uh, Mind Mirror, and it was a bank of LEDs that told us, hey, your right brain's operating, your left brain's operating. But we were able to get people out of pain. So it was really developed for pain clinics. And then we found out all these other things that it does over the years. And almost because our practitioners tell us more than we're out there trying to find them. Wow. It's amazing, man. So I came across the brain tap. I want to, I literally want to say the first time I saw it was about four years ago, but it's very different now. You guys have improved quite a bit on it, but the, my first, my first um, exposure to it was with Dr. Brimhall probably about three, four years ago. And you had the headset. I think it was a little bit different back then. You had a lot of these treatments. And the main thing I noticed about it was the fact that you can hear it. It's very guided through each of these treatments compared to most neurofeedback devices. So before we get into all that a little bit, because it's very different, can you talk a little bit to our listeners about what is BrainTap and what it's actually doing and why we use a device like this? Yeah. BrainTap is really developed to synchronize the brain. We call it a symphony of brainwaves. Most people meditate for one brainwave 
uh, in that for others. And like alpha, let's say, and I'll get into that maybe a little bit later. But what we wanted to do was we wanted to train the brain in a master brainwave. Uh, Ann Wise, who was one of our researchers as well at Light and Sound Research, she wrote a book called The Master Brainwave. And there's not one brainwave that's more important than any other. It's, it's almost like lifting weights. If we want to lift something with our arms, we've got to work our arm muscles. If we want to lift something with our legs, we've got to work our leg muscles. But with our brain, we have five primary brain waves that we use. And what we want to do with BrainTap was get people to, out of their sympathetic overload or their, let's call it their fight or flight brain, their uh, survivor brain, and get them into the healing brain. And that's the parasympathetic system, of course. So in order to do that, we found that people under stress they couldn't do it. In fact, most people we put them, when we use our, now we have neurofeedback so we can measure the brain, right and left hemisphere and all of these things in different parts of the brain with QEEG. And what we find is that most people, believe it or not, when they go to meditate are actually stressing themselves out. They're not doing it right at all. And it sometimes can take up to 20 to 30 years to really master this way to meditate. Now there's certain systems, of course, and breathing now has come onto the scene, which really helps to uh, engage the brain and does a lot more to the system and the nervous system than, um, you know, the stress is hijacking our health. So the stress is causing us to not use our full brain potential. So the brain tap uses light, sound, and vibration in different algorithms. We call it neuro algorithms. The brain responds to these things. Like when we're talking right now, People are hearing our voice because of vibrational frequency of our voices being broadcast to them through the computer system and they're hearing us. Now, whether that's what we really sound like or not, we don't know, but they're hearing it in because our brain responds to those frequencies. If you and I were to go to the ocean, let's say, and um, we were to be by the ocean, that ocean has a resonant frequency of 10 hertz. That happens to be alpha. It also happens to tr produce what's called acetylcholine, which makes us feel good. So when people say, I love the, I love the ocean, I love the waves, I, or sunrises and sunsets, those all have different frequencies to them. The mountains, like the mountains up in British Columbia, when you get to the high point on those, you're probably at 7.8 hertz frequency. That happens to be theta. The mountain itself resonates that frequency. Our nervous system adapts. So we have this adaptive nervous system. And what we found was with lights on vibration, this adaptive nervous system, for instance, if we walked outside, it's cold, we're going to shiver to try to warm up our body. If it's warm, we're going to sweat to try to cool down our body. The same thing happens with every frequency. That's why some, there's a lot of fear out there about EMF and things of that nature, because those aren't healing frequencies, obviously. But our, and our brain's not used to those. You know, over, you know, for the hundreds of thousands of years there's been man on earth, they've never been exposed to some of the frequencies we've had today. So we want to and what we found was with sound, we can do certain things. Sound has been around since 1840s. They've been doing something called binaural beats and isochronic tones like the ancient shaman would use it. There's also, um, now we've got light in the 80s when the LED first came out, we could mimic a candle. Now people go, why would you want to do that? Well, in ancient cultures, they would meditate to a candle. I was brought up Catholic. So, you know, we always walked into church, we lit a candle and it made us feel good. Well, that candle actually has a frequency of 10 hertz frequency when you burn a candle that's the flickering response so they what we wanted to do is we didn't know we could even get to theta we were just trying to get people to alpha and what we found out was when you combine this light sound and vibration we have an immersion effect where people go into these deeper states of consciousness where they can release especially gaba during theta because that's probably the most um right now it's the most researched uh pharmaceutical neurotransmitter on the market because two-thirds of America isn't sleeping. And one of the side benefits of brain tap is sleep. You know, people improve their sleep. They get better quality of sleep. So we call it time management because you can sleep better in less time and get a deeper sleep and get more restorative sleep. And that's what we found over time. But the, real, the reality of it is that our brain, everything we've learned, everything we experience in, in reality with, that we see here and experience is all lights out of vibration anyway. We're, we're basically 99.9999999 whatever percent empty. But they know it's not empty, it's information. So this information field responds to these frequencies in the brain, there, there's actually a science called frequency following response. And that's really what the brain's doing. And it does this, you don't have to know anything. You, you know, the, the biggest thing about most meditations, you got to, oh, how do I hold my tongue, my hands, my fingers? What do I chant? No, you can actually be thinking of other things. And we've actually shown in seminars where the brain will still follow the algorithm because it, our brain loves patterns. 
And so if the pattern's right, and it's taken us, at first it took us a few years to even get the pattern to follow. Now we have one that's our proprietary blend, let's say. It's kind of like our Starbucks coffee, if you will, where we have our algorithm that trains people. So every one of those sessions you're talking about has a different algorithm to take you to a different destination to create neuroplasticity, which means it's Hebb's law, which states those neurons that fire together, wire together. And those neurons that don't fire together tend to unwire. So we want to get it wiring and firing around a whole brain synchronized function of brain function. Mm -hmm. Well, that was probably the most thorough way that anyone's ever explained that. And I loved how you tied in just, you know, the different states that we get into when we're in nature. I mean, the, the theta um, resonance being on the mountain, uh, the effect of the candle, you know, we all know that we feel better when we're in these states, but we've never really, I've never heard that being described to as actually a resonant frequency of that, that actual experience. One of the, one of the questions that I, I, I've been meaning to ask you since we got on, because it's so pertinent, I think, uh, because I feel like your device goes a little bit further than a lot of neurofeedback devices. And that is, what's the difference between the mind and the brain? Because so much of what we talk about, you know, in your interpretation of it, but there's so much of what we talk about, we're, we're fixing brain waves and all that stuff. But with a the hypnotherapy component, with, with that deep state that you're encouraging people to move into, there's a lot of pattern changes in just uh, emotional beliefs. And so if you could kind of speak to that a little bit, I'd, I'd really appreciate sure. it. Think of, think of the brain as the hardware. <laughs> you know, you've got this chemical component. Everything, whether you're consciously aware of it or not, is being chemically encoded into the memory system. That's why neuroscientists can touch different parts of the brain. We have full sensory memories of things we thought were meaningless. But the brain, basically, our body is a recording device. It's basically recording everything. Our biggest problem is discernment of what we filter out and of course, as we get better looking and more intelligent with age, we're filtering out the wrong stuff. And then we get something called dementia or, you know, other things that happen to us. Mm -hmm. And so the mind is that three quarters of an ounce they now know leaves the body when we die. What is that? They know that we lose weight. That, that's, they call this is dead weight. Or this is a person who's alive actually feels different. They weigh differently. We're, we're electrical in nature, let's say, or at least we manifest as electrical in nature. Our mind, they now know, is not resident in the body. We have so many different fields of energy that are around us. They can actually measure them. When we visited Dr. Oz, which is we go every year, or not this year because of COVID, but every year we go to his uh, his basically in New York, he does a fundraiser and we work with his nonprofit. We have a course with them for resilience for children. And we bring people to him that have technology that are, you know, that we think is cutting edge. One group has a, a, a camera that can measure heart rate variability from 18 feet away. Wow. Oh, so wow. what that tells us is your field, your heart field, your heart has 40,000 neurocells. So that, that, that heart is a brain. And they now know that that brain controls the other two brains right? The gut brain and the brain in your head. If that's in what I say is that makes sense. That's why there's more deaths on Monday morning than any other day of the week. People's heart isn't into their job. So they, they basically have a heart attack. So the electrical system is that field. And now they know, I mean, there's depending upon how esoteric you are, you can find people who are doing these, you know, they, the CIX, they paid millions of dollars for remote viewing experiments. Mm -hmm. And what were they doing? They were doing that with their mind. They weren't doing that. And, and people like at Quantum University, we have professors there like N Nissan Hiraman, who actually showed that all of the, like inside of you right now, your 75 trillion cells, you actually have all the information at the cellular level. Each one of those cells has all the information that's available in the universe. Mm -hmm. So we are omnipresent on a, on a true physical level. And people are blown away by that because it changes their whole structure of belief and what we are and how we operate. But the reality is that information, we all have a collective, there's a collective field, they call it. Some call it the morphogenetic field. In this field of energy, we draw our, our concepts from, we draw our information. There's a reason three people at the almost the exact same time invented the light bulb around the world. They weren't working together, they weren't doing anything, but it was time for the planet to manifest light bulbs. So boom, it happened.
Most people think Ford invented the car, but it was invented in four other places almost at the same time, the same, almost the same way. So, I mean, everybody thinks they have these great ideas, but the reality is that we have a collective consciousness. And I think that's, we, we get to get a little piece of it. I, I like Parahansi Gonanda. I get to go to India a lot uh, because we're partners with the Government Institute of Medical Science and the All Indian Medical Institute there in Nemesma, which is the largest uh, psychological hospital in the world. And so I get to meet up and they have in the ancient world that they come from, you know, their history is a lot further back than America or Canada, of course. And so they have this history that shows that they know that we're not these physical beings. I mean, what, what blows me away typically is if you go to any funeral anywhere in the world and somebody dies, everybody at the funeral says they're not here, they're in a better place. But you meet up with them at the pub, you know, a couple of weeks later, and they forget all about the funeral and you say, what do you think about what happens after we die? Oh, we're gone. We're <laughs> There's nothing going. You know, they totally change your mind. But when you're in that uncomfortable place, when somebody's just passed, your, our brain says there's got to be more. And, of course, thermodynamic states that energy cannot die. It changes shape and form and manifests in a new kind of reality, whatever that is. I don't know what that is, but I do know that uh, we don't – I've worked with so many people over the years that had near-death experiences or that had even out-of-body. I myself have had a – from Kundalini Yoga, I've been – I got a chance to study with Yogi Bhajan there in Phoenix for five years doing the breath of fire and doing all these other medit you know postures i've been watching myself do the meditation at first it scared me because i didn't know nobody told me what was going to happen but we're not our mind is not locale in, in other words your body is located here but your mind can go wherever you want it to be that's why the wayne dyer when he says never let an old person inhabit your body he's talking about your mind you know don't let your mind become old and decrepit i, I know some 25 year olds that are older than some 70 year olds that I know. So you, we, we've got to keep a, in, in, even Buddha says, you know, keep a young mind, a new mind. That's what we want to have. We want to have that new mind when we operate. And I think that's what, when you do meditate or you do things like brain tap, you keep that new mind because life beats us down. I mean, mm -hmm. and, and if we don't get the adequate sleep we need, we're not eating appropriately, we're not moving. Our body, they now know in fact, even Marcola, who's like the world authority on everything holistic, right? He said that he now thinks that movement and breath are just as important or maybe even more important than nutrition because people are missing out on in sunlight, of course. Uh, light is probably the most underscribed nutrient that we have on the planet right now. People are, especially with quarantines that are happening, like the worst thing that can happen to our bodies is to not get out in the sunlight. We're not get out into at least full spectrum light like John Ottlight or something like that. Wow, you you went into such, our language. Yeah, you went in such a powerful direction, and that's why I wanted to lead in with this kind of discussion, so that there's a framework for understanding how important it is to get the hardware right while you're working on the software. The software is going to be constantly evolving. Practice, and both David and I have been to men's camp. I'm a Kundalini yoga teacher, so you know when you're speaking oh, to those things, those are those are all right up our alley. But you you again, like you, obviously you've used this device a lot in yourself, so. Um, but there is one more component to the to the brain tap that, that I wanted you to speak to, and that's the auricular therapy. Like what's happening in the headphones? Because just for those right. of you who don't have a visual, there's this photobiomodulation or this light flickering going on uh, as our eyes are closed. But what's happening in the ears? Right. They call it retinal flashing with the eyes, just so we clarify that. In our brain matter, our eyes are not just attached to our brain. Our eyes are brain matter. So when somebody says you got beautiful eyes, they're really saying, wow, you got a beautiful brain hmm. because you're seeing the brain. Now we want to, then photobiomodulation is that the light is being absorbed by the photons and it circulates and finds those cells that are in apoptosis and then re-engages the mitochondria. And the, the instruction set is re-engaged. The cell basically becomes, comes back to life. The reason we started in the ears was we started working with autistic children. And what we found with autistic children, and this wasn't my finding, I just found it after the fact, it was Dr. Joquita Handy, her husband's a chiropractor, and she's a speech pathologist. And they work a lot with autistic kids in Orange County, California. And she started buying a bunch of brain taps and my shipping department said, you better call this doctor, I don't know what's going on. And she said, well, 
I started putting it on the kids for autism. I'm going, we don't even have a program for autism. We do now, but this was back years ago. Mm-hmm. And she's, I said, what do you have them listen to? She was having him listen to the adult programs, but she said, what would happen is she'd put them on and they would basically pass out during the time of the brain tap session. And the parents were saying, I'm not leaving here till I get one of those because the nervous system, when they're in stemming, you know, most of us have seen an autistic child that's shaking and quaking. That basically means their electrical system has no way to ground that energy. They have too much energy and they don't have the modulating frequency of alpha. That's what we found out later because they're either on, they're stimming or they're disassociated. That's why Robert Melillo wrote the book, Disassociated Kids. And I was fortunate to travel Sweden with, with Robert Melillo and I learned all about primitive reflexes and it has something to do with that too. But the, the reality is that the brain, the electrical system wasn't able to move the energy. We're all, if you have a normalized brain, then you're just regulating that energy all day, all day long through breath, through eating, through movement, movement and breathing. <clears throat> but the autistic brain doesn't, it gets stuck. So we call brain tap frequency switching technology. So we want to teach it. So what we found is that after about six weeks of brain tap, we were able to engage the brain in most of these kids. In fact, uh, the average was 23% within six weeks. And a lot of them started speaking because we speak through the alpha brainwave pathway without mm-hmm. alpha in the brain, we can't speak because it takes a whole brain activity to speak and, and use words. But we, how could we get a kid to do this? Well, I didn't have to experiment because Joe Creed already did. So what we did is what I did add, because we didn't have it at the time, is I could add frequencies to the ears. Now, you both might know something called auricular therapy, where they could take lasers or they take needles. They can also take seeds and they, they put it in the ear, like for stop smoking or stress reduction different things like that, because these meridians run throughout the body. What we can do is we can now run energy through the body. That's that photobiomodulation we're talking about. In fact, there's a, there's a video online that I saw at a conference. I've been looking for it. It's on YouTube, so maybe somebody out there can find it. But they took a laser and they put it on a finger of a patient in this capsule. And it, it basically traced the whole body. And before long, the whole body was filled with energy and light, even though they only put it on the finger. Because our body is, we're basically photaic in nature. Every 40 seconds, our body is emitting a pulse from our DNA of light. It basically says, poof, I'm here, poof, I'm here. And that regulates our DNA structure and and RNA and all of that. Now, our mitochondria, on the other hand, is also absorbing light and transmitting light. It's not just our nervous system that transacts information. In fact, our dura or our... um, you know, the, 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 the shell that encases the body, they now think of that as fiber optics because you're transmitting information in the form of light pulses throughout the body faster than the nervous system. That's why if you get a massage or you, you, know, you get some body work done or a massage or a chiropractic treatment, you're going to feel instantly because you're, you're basically disrupting the, the current pattern. You're putting in another pattern. What we did is we said, what if we sent light in there we can actually, with our, we have a device that we had the Russians build for us because they have the patents on HRV, but they really call it data pulse analysis. There are people in, and I've met these people in India and in China. They, when I studied with the, in the Wudung Mountains where we, we got to stay with the, the priest up in the mountains there and do Tai Chi and things like that. There were people that would come and they would listen to your pulse with their fingers. They put their fingers on your wrist. They would listen for about a minute. Then they tell you everything that's wrong with you. And I'm going, how did you know that happened to me? But they, they learned something called data pulse analysis. Well, what the Russians did, they correlated that with meridians in the body. So we can actually measure those blocked meridians and then we can run energy through it. And what we thought was, we can't use lasers because that takes somebody standing there, you know, be, you know, doing it. It's very labor intensive. So what I thought was, what is the doses of light? They call them jewels of light. What can we do safely? So we could, put, we could put more LEDs in the ears if we wanted to, but it's running a lot of energy. Some people actually get warm in their ears mm-hmm. when they're doing the brain tap. There's no heat being generated. That's your body absorbing the photons because the ears actually slow down the blood flow. Throughout the rest of your body, your blood flows about every 45 seconds. You get cycled through the body. The blood does. But through your ears, it can take up to five minutes depending upon your cartilage and blood flow. 
So it's a great place to do blood doping. So we, we did that. You can also use nasal lights. There's, we, we have those too, but uh, they're not as pleasing and people don't like to run around with a nasal LED up their nose. But you, it's a way to get light into the brain in essence because the ear, all that, because what's happening with the ears, that blood is being warmed up or cooled off based on the atmosphere around us. So the brain knows, hey, if I need to cool off and it's cool outside, I'm gonna bring that blood into the brain. So it's the first place blood goes. So it's a great way to get blood, get lighted, let's say lit blood into the brain. Remember these photons are creating vasodilation, which means we're getting, diet, we're getting blood flow into that area. That blood flow is carrying nutrients and oxygen in, into the area that's damaged. And now we can have cell repair. And there's something called nitric oxide that happens. And this, this basically, they know when that's present, magic happens in the body. So with this, this magic that happens in our, the innate intelligence of the body then takes over because it has the building blocks. And it also creates something called ATP. There's a lot of people running around out there taking the world's greatest supplements, but they have no energy. If you don't have, and they're saying, well, I'm taking this supplement to get the energy. Well, if you're taking it sublingually, which, which I do most of mine, you're only really getting about 20% of it, no matter how great it is, because your digestive system and everything that happens. So a lot of people do this intravenously, which we work with a lot of uh, clinics that do the brain tip at the same time they're doing that. One doctor I just interviewed for our summit, he does brain health for um, addiction. And they, they can actually measure the absorption in the body. When somebody's in the parasympathetic state with a brain tap, they're actually absorbing 20% more of the nutrients into the body wow. than they do if they're just doing it without it. Because stress is such a big factor. You know, when you think about the fight or flight brain, it hijacks the digestive system. It says, hey, we don't care about digesting that Twinkie. We got to get away from the saber tooth tiger. You know, and so the, the body moves all the blood out there. So that's what the, and what we found with the lights was we did it for the autistic community, but then we thought, well, why don't we build a set? And this is the set that you saw four years ago when we first did it. Before then it was just lenses and you use whatever earphones you wanted. Now we've, we've, we've built it into one headset that has the, what we call retinal flashing, and it has the ear lights. And of course, you can use it with just the app as well, because you're going to get the sound frequencies. And that kind of works like a tuning fork. You know, if, if I wanted to get, they know that when you cross over the 10 hertz frequency and the, and the 7.8 hertz frequency, it, you get a gamma burst, and you also get a delta burst. Now, gamma is important, and if you're doing yoga, you'll find that when you're doing this breath work and that, your gamma goes off the chart. And, and what that does is gamma is like the bass drum. that we're, It beats the frequency of the brain 40 times, minimum 40 times a second. It's modulating across the brain, and it's telling the brain, this is your beat frequency. That's why the Buddhist adepts that they've all, they've measured up in Wisconsin, they go, wow, you're off the chart. You've got this high gamma going, you're sitting in a snowbank melting the snow. But because they're, we're energy beings, we're, we're basically transducers. And we, we take this, it's not energy that we can see, it's, it's like a, a subtle energy that surrounds all things. And, and not to be weird, but it's kind of like the force. I mean, we, it, it's in all things. It binds all things. It governs the planets. It governs our heartbeat. It governs our digestive system. And when you start tuning into that on a frequency level, the body has to get healthy. There's, there's no other choice because there, that frequency controls it. Now, beta, which is the frequency of high stress, most people listening, if they're not doing something that we're talking about here, they're probably in chronic low-level stress. And the, the unfortunate thing is your body is not going to take that for long. It's like taking your car out on the back roads way too often. You know, you, you've got to, and you're not getting your tires aligned. You're not changing your oil. You're not, you're not servicing it correctly. You know, we service our car, but most people don't service themselves. So this is something that, that I believe, I've been doing it since basically when I was 12 years old, I realized that I had to do something every day to calm my nervous system down because I was one of those hyperactive kids, you know, that, and I, and I basically blamed everybody for my life situation. And, um, you know, I thought sister Barbara just really liked me. That's why she held me back in second grade, but there's different, you know, it was basically my brain was out of whack and I had to tune that in. Oh man. No, I'm, I'm so many things I want to ask you just off that conversation. <laughs> So real quick, just since we're on the same, the same subject, you're talking about um, this energy field. We're talking about the brain. Can you talk about um, 
the brain heart coherence a little bit and how important yeah. that is because I feel like that's a big piece of what you're bringing with the brain tap with the setting the intention and all these other things that we're doing along with the technology yeah we first we've we found the three groups that always test the best with heart rate variability are yoga dancers which any kind of dance just movement and dance and breathe and Tai Chi people people do martial arts so those are the people so we know there's a link between movement breath in longevity and health in the body. So what we can, the reason we can measure it is, there's actually, they call it the RR frequency. It's not the heartbeat itself. It's all the information between there. And what the cosmonauts found out in Russia, you know, when you send somebody up into space, you can't send a lot of technology with them. You can't send up a 16 channel EEG and measure their brain and, and all the things that need to do. So what they found out was, Every cell of the body, and this has been proven now, like people like Bruce Lipton talk about it all the time. We have every cell of your body has a frequency. Your heart has a frequency. Your liver has a frequency. Your kidneys have a frequency. They know we can send a low level current through the body. We do this through clips on the wrist. And there's a lot of other ways to do this, but ours uses clips and it sends a frequency through the body. It first does a test frequency. It says, okay, this is the baseline resistance in your body. And then stress is, stress is realized in the body by resistance. So it's resistance to health, really, when you think about that. So then we can see, hey, let's do this therapy and that therapy. Let's test them before and test them afterwards. And the reason that a heart rate is so important is it doesn't tell you today if you're going to have a chronic illness, but it is, they call it the gold standard for health. They know that if your heart is coherent, which means your heart is communicating with your brain, your heart actually talks twice as much to your physical brain in the head than your, the brain in the head talks to the, to the heart. Most people don't know this either, that 95% of their neurotransmitters aren't made in their brain either. That's why serotonin uptake inhibitors and that don't work very well because they don't make it through the digestive system, but the gut makes them. So, you know, your gut's making all this stuff and it's all working together, very symbiotic. You know, and so if you're stressed out all the time, what happens is stress is an interference. You know, stress hijacks these natural rhythms of health in the body. And it does it at a, at a very, at the cellular level. I mean, that's why even, even our Institute of Health, which is kind of the Institute of Sickness, what they say is that they even say that 97% of all health problems are either caused or exacerbated by stress. So stress is a signal or an interruption in the flow of health. So what we can do is we can measure that. Now, when we're younger, we can get away with a lot of things because our heartbeat, our heart is strong and it has electrical current. And this electrical current, the heart in the physical sense is like the bass drum to the whole rest of the body, just like GABA, our gamma is to the brain for the, for the frequencies. So our body has this frequency. We have fields within fields within our body. You know, we have this heart field, we have a liver field, we have kidney field. And a lot of people think it's our brain that's telling them what to do, but there's this field around us. And we now know the heart just happens to be the strongest magnetic field. So we can measure a magnetic field at least most people say they can measure it two to three feet away. Like I said, they have a device now that can do it 18 feet away. Our brain though has very small, it's electrical in nature. We have to put actual probes on the head to even get a signal to tell us, hey, what's going on in the lobes of the brain uh, in, in those activities. So it's a very weak signal in the brain, but it's a very strong signal in the heart as long as it's functioning right. And when we're in love, you know, there's a reason when we're in love and we're doing something we, or we're doing something we love or with people we like, our heart coherency will be stronger. Those people who can handle frustration or manage anxiety and all of those things, they're able to adapt. So it's more about adaption than it is. Some people, it's okay to get angry. You know, we've all known somebody that says, oh, I can't believe Ben had died of a heart attack. He was such an easygoing, nice guy. Well, Ben should have got pissed off every once in a while because he, he was basically all those emotions were being stuffed. And it's not just a metaphor. They were literally being stuffed. Our body, think of your body like a hard drive to a computer in psychosomatic illnesses. They can actually, like Louise Hayes' work, who kind of was the, break, the breakthrough in that, she had a book called You Can Heal Your Life. You can go there and it's really ironic that anything wrong with your body, there's a psychological component to that. And you can unlock that psychological component. There's many ways to do that. We do it through brain tap, through mental processes, but you can do it physically too. And you can, you can do it 
there's there's probably a thousand different ways to do it and you've got to find the way that's going to unlock your body basically i tell people it's kind of like how michelangelo built his his statues right he said i didn't do anything all i did was knock off the excess marble that's kind of like what we need to do with the body we need to get rid of all this interference and let the innate intelligence of the body take over and do its work and then we're fine but we let outside influences affect the way our body works and heart rate is one of the best ways to know that. I mean, we've actually been measuring people at conferences, and I know, uh, David, you've seen it, where we're measuring people at the conferences. Somebody can walk behind them and it resets the whole system. Some people are that sensitive. They don't even know somebody's walking behind them on a conscious level. You know, they, uh, the, the Heart Math Institute did an experiment, which I love to quote because they're, they've done a lot of research and uh, I think they're fantastic at what they've done. They, they actually, real people will guess a card. They were turning over cards like what a positive picture or a negative picture. And they found out that everybody on average knew almost three seconds before they flipped the card, if it was a positive or negative, because they had a, they had a cortical response and a physiological response before they ever flipped the card. So we intuitively know, and uh, Deepak Chopra says, 97% of what we're, what's gonna happen to us tomorrow, we know about today, but most people are pretending they don't know. And then they're shocked. Oh, I can't believe I ate the whole thing like there's an old commercial saying, you know, <laughs> or I can't believe I, I went out and got drunk last night. I can't believe I went home with that guy. I can't believe, what do you mean? You've been doing this for your whole life. You've actually set up the, you've set up the processes. So we've got to interrupt those patterns. And, and heart rate is one way to find out if there's, you want to have a pattern interrupt, you want to reset that healthy, that healthy, healthy frequency. We love it because we can also track through time uh, our clients in our clinic where we can say, hey, here's what you look like today. Here's what you look like. And we would try to get people to 80% neurological function. Um, we were just asked our heart rate variability. We just had two articles published by the NIH uh, because one showed that we got a 27.5% neurological improvement with one session on the brain tap. And it's now in a peer review journal where we got to, I was supposed to speak in front of them, but of course not, that's not happening this year. And then the other one we did on mood disorders. And we showed that you can regulate your own mood. A lot of people, you know, they wait for the sunrise to be happy where you want to have your own sunrise. You know, you want to figure out how to do that yourself. So there's different things. You know, we can't all wait, get done with Kundalini yoga like I did in Phoenix and watch the sunrise, the temple doors. You know, that's, that's, that was like mythical. You know, that doesn't always happen. Or like those Starbucks commercials where the people are clapping and applauding when you walk outside. You know, we don't have those personal cheerleaders. We got to kind of make our own and, and get it done that way. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, on this point, David, you, you brought up something about the MIT research. Why, why don't we jump into that question and uh, go from there? Yeah, Doc. So when I, was, when I heard you speak in Phoenix, you brought up a discussion where you're talking about MT, MIT to study, and then your results are like way better than theirs. And yeah. can you speak Lu Tai, about Yeah, Lu Tai, who's the, the researcher at MIT, we're, we're very fortunate that we're connected the way we are at BrainTap. Our CEO is went to school with the guy who runs the brain lab at MIT. So when they, they put out this study that showed they got a 6% improvement in gamma. And I said, Nicholas, let's get a meeting with Lutai because we get a 23% average change of gamma. And so we met with her and she, and what was funny was uh, a few months later, one of our investors went to MIT, not telling her that she was one of our investors because she was thinking about investing what she had. And she pulled out her brain tap he goes, oh, yeah, I'm part of that because he was one of our investors, too. So he saw the brain tap there. And what we showed her was that you can build a room like they're building a big room, which is possible when you get 40 hertz frequency bombarded into your brain uh, in this room. But I, I asked, I said, did you ever do this with real people or did you just do this with mice? Because 40 hertz frequency could cause a seizure. You know, if you've ever been to a nightclub, you know, some people can't even use Game Boys or not Game Boys, that kind of dates me there. But whatever, <laughs> you know, you can't use these video games, right, that are happening. And so I told her, I said, you should try out our brain tap because you can do it all here. Because all you really want to do is get light into the brain and you want to get that frequency. And I said, when you cross 10 hertz and you cross 7.8 hertz, you're getting these gamma bursts. And what happens, it's like a tuning fork. It just increases that speed. And we've, we've been fortunate to meet with her three times. And she, last time we met with her, because we were doing a, we were at ILADS conference, which is an infectious disease conference where um, some doctors use our device for Lyme's and things like that to help mitigate the, the, the stress of having Lyme's. And I was speaking on that and we got to meet with her and she said to me, she goes, our solution is so easy, so elegant, but she can't get people to buy into it. 
because it's just light mm. at a certain frequency. People go, it can't be that simple. And I told her, I said, well, there's an adage that says spirit is simple, but man is complex. You know, so everybody, I said, you just need to call it something else. Put a bunch of bells and whistles around it and charge a lot of money and people will think it's great. You know, I have people tell me all the time, if your brain kept so good, why is it only $647? Yeah. I go, well, we've been doing it since the 80s. We used to sell it for $500 back then. Yeah. I want more people. My, you know, like my goal, what you said at the beginning, is to help a billion people. I can only do that like with people like you, mm-hmm. You know, sharing it with your community. And if I price it at $2,000, which is what we could probably price it, we'd sell a few of them, but we couldn't help the world. I think we're, we're in a chronic place right now where people need to be doing this work not only at the clinics that we're in, you know, we're in 2,300 clinics in North America, but also in their homes. I mean, it's, we want it to be affordable that a family can have a brain tap and use it in their home. And whether their child needs help with learning or they, the father needs help with his golf game or his weight and the mother wants to do something about learning, whatever it is, we, we want to be able to help them with those things. Hmm. Well, Dr. Parter, my, my hat is off to you on the price point because you're absolutely right. Like this is such, this is something that everybody needs in this time and age. And you guys have really found that, that right. It's just a nice spot where it needs to be. It's available to everybody. Everybody has access to it. It's not out of everybody's reach, which like in some things we both know in healthcare, just people need them, but they can't afford them. Right. So that's what I love about your unit. It's such a powerful device and you, you put it at a place where everybody can get it if they, if they need it. And everybody does need it. You know, I just told you, me and Nick have these in our clinic. I've been running it for two weeks and my patients love it. I mean, I've, I've, it's one of those things where you just let them experience it and then they just keep coming back and they want more because they can feel the difference in how they feel immediately after they get up off the chair. Um, Nick, go ahead, brother. I know you have some more questions. Yeah, I, I just want to hear, like, let's talk about some of the different uh, – tracks that you because you're you're speaking on i think all of them as far as i know but let's talk about some of the tracks how they're sort of put together and what types of people uh are these for or and and a little bit more about like details of the program whether for stress or you know that kind of thing yeah we actually have 50 different speakers on there it's just i've done over a thousand myself (laughs) (laughs) so that's what i do and and doesn't seem to be any end in sight i keep usually when i'm home which has been a lot lately i'll i'll be creating in the lab but the, uh, the main, let, let's just talk about a few of them. We, we were featured in People Magazine in 2006 because we were able to help a great number of people. We actually sent hundreds of people to people when they asked if we had anybody that had lost half their weight and kept it off for more than five years. We actually have hundreds of people because when you change your thoughts about weight, and you, it's not about a diet, it's about a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And you start changing it to a lifestyle change, people can change their weight. So we have over 200 sessions just for weight loss because we have so many different doctors that have their own, quote, protocols. You know, they have their own ways of doing it. And we, we are big. We also have sessions on cleansing because we believe, you know, if you're going to lose weight, you got to get your liver ready. And mm-hmm. so you do maybe do a liver cleanse and maybe even do a uh, protocol to get rid of parasites. So, you know, there's a lot of different ones. So we have sessions for all those kind of things. We have clinical sessions that uh, work with different protocols people have. We also have sessions if people are neurofeedback technicians, what we do, and, and I, I just wanted to prove that we could defeat things like Muse because they're very popular. And so they have a little thing where you listen to them and you have birds, right? Right. And so what I did was we at Quantum University, we brought them out and I, I use a muse almost daily to measure what I'm doing just to, to give me some activity because it's really fast and easy, but you really can't learn to meditate with it because it's, it's too boring. I mean, what are you going to do? Your brain's going to go and do whatever. But what <laughs> we showed, they took one of the students up on stage and she only got two of these birds, which is terrible, right? Um, you should, you should be getting maybe one every minute or something would be Okay. Uh, after practice. This is someone who'd meditated a lot. So she should have been scoring better. You know, she'd been doing it for years. And I said, I brought her out, I had her do an alpha training on the brain tap. And I said, when you're doing the alpha training, just remember that feeling. I'm going to have you go back in there. And I want you to just get in that feeling, regardless of what the device says, just get in that feeling. She got 27 birds oh, after just wow. 10 minutes of doing brain tap and the guy doing it, Cordy Rawl, who's on YouTube now talking about brain tap because he, he was there and he saw what it did. He goes, what just happened? He goes, I said, well, you wanted to go to alpha. You didn't train her how to go to alpha. You just said, go to alpha. The brain didn't know what to do. I showed the brain what to do. Now it's been there. It can go back there. 
And, you know, just, just this morning, for instance, I did one with my wife. It was a 17 minute session. I had 63 birds, wow. you know, the, so you can, these are things that neurofeedback is the, our brain doesn't learn that way. When we were kids learning a language, for instance, we learned it by absorbing the language. Our brain isn't wiring to be smarter. Most people don't know this. Your brain is unwiring to be smarter. Because when you're younger, your brain is totally connected. As we get older, our brain starts disconnecting. And that's the problem. It keeps what they call uh, shading or pairing. And that's why the Hebb's Law thing, they just start disconnecting because our brain is an energy hog. It takes 20% of the energy of the body. So it's always saying, how can I save energy? How can I conserve my energy? And so it says, let's shut down that. So if you didn't learn two languages as a kid, it becomes very difficult to learn another language they found that if you learn two languages, that system of the brain doesn't shut down. It mm. stays active because you have to be able to switch back and forth. And for me, it was very difficult to try to learn another language to get through school because I had to have a language to graduate, right? And that was very tough. But if you could teach kids before they're seven years old, it becomes very easy because that's the time we learn. So our brain learns through immersion in, in environments. And that's really what we're talking about here. So most of our sessions, like we have a session we did with Jake Pates, who's Olympic snowboarder. And we work with him with concussions, but we did a program with him called Chasing Greatness because he has a certain mode of how to think. How does an Olympic gold medalist, how do they think? So we have that one. And then it's also being used by Olympic athletes to help them to, you know, perform better on the slopes. Mm -hmm. So next time you go to Whistler, you can put, you know, put that on and, and be an Olympic athlete. <laughs> you know, something like that. So in the, in the process, we also have sessions like with Kathy Smith, who's a who's a world-class exercise physiologist on walking, where you, we found that we, if we can trigger acetylcholine, which means we can trigger alpha while you're walking, you can do something we did like with Doug Grant, who you've met, you know, from Brim Hall. We did a program with him for Ironman. When you have more acetylcholine available in the body, you can actually build more muscle. So we had a whole, they did a four-page spread with us in Iron Magazine, and Doug helped me create that series so that we can work with weightlifters because there's no better... You, you have the world's greatest pharmacy between your ears. Your brain can release 30,000 different neurochemicals, but we need to be able to get it in the right frequency, the right state. Then it can start producing what we want. Almost all medicine, I, I would say all medicine, medicine, it's really the receptors in our own brain that make them work are receptors in our body. So, but we can trigger those receptors without the downside of the toxic medicine that, that people take. So that's the key part. Um, but we have ones for stress reduction. You know. And think of your body like an electric circuit. There's a, something electronics called a capacitor. What that is, it holds a charge and a preset point it discharges. We all have a discharge point. We know that because if we, if we get pulled over by a police officer, oh, yes, sir, no, sir, thank you. But we get home and somebody breaks a plate, woo, we blow up because our capacitor wasn't going to go off on the police officer. It was going to go off on the family member who's going to love us and take us back because that energy built up. So we need a way to ground that energy. There's a lot of technologies, like we work a lot with Clint Oper, who wrote the book Earthing who, mm -hmm. for grounding and things like that. So grounding is really important. So we know with BrainTap, one of the big things we found recently, one of the most recent discoveries is that people doing EMF care, because there's about 20% of the population that's very sensitive to EMF. One of their go-to, uh, his name is Dan Dabon, he wrote the book Radiation Nation. <laughs> he actually talks about BrainTap as the first line of defense because it's going to get the brain back regulating. Because what these frequencies do is they hijack the brain. Mm -hmm. they, the brain starts regulating to those frequencies, which aren't the frequencies we need. So it's like when you're driving across country in the old days before satellite, and you had a radio station, you really liked that song. But the further you get, pretty soon you get another song that's bleeding through. The same thing's happened with the brain. And we need to, we need to be like satellite, keep our station where we want that station to be, and, and be focused that way. But we have 43 different, um, let's say, uh, symptom programs, if you want to call them that. We also have programs just for improving, like we have one for football with Art Still. I did that. He was a professional football player with the Kansas City Chiefs. And people who are coming off of concussions from football can listen to the football program. We have one with uh, 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 
Anton Sims, who was a New York Jew. He was actually Canadian. Uh, he was Mr. Canada before Nash. Uh, Nash dethroned him. But he, he helped us to do he helped us to do the basketball program. We have different sports programs, like we have a golf program we did with um, Bobby Lopez, who was a professional golfer. So we have ones for you don't have to have a problem to use brain tap. You can also just everyday stress. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't have addictions like a lot of people we work with and things like that, but I still, I, I haven't missed a day brain tapping since we created, somebody once asked me, is it addictive? I said, I have no idea. I've been doing it since 1986. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, it's like, why wouldn't you want to do it? You know, yeah. you, you can, we even have a program for uh, airlines that we did because we can help with jet lag. Wow. Jet lag is just a series of light frequencies that our body gets out of tune because we're literally tuned to our sun. Ours and, and other atmospheric conditions too, but the sun is the most primary influencer. Uh, they know that if we don't get into deep sleep before 12 at night, we probably aren't going to make the right amount of melatonin in our system. So different things like that. And, and jet lag is a symptom of we're moving across those light frequencies too fast and our body can't adapt. So we get there and it's how much time does it take? Well, we did a study with pilots where one of the students at Quantum University did this. He was actually an airline pilot. And he was flying to Japan. He found out that it would usually take four days to regulate the nervous system. It only took four hours after they landed. We had them do a brain tap while they were flying. We had them do a brain tap when they landed and the nervous system regulated because we wow. trained it to go back to its optimal state of condition. It's amazing. I'm, I got so many questions for you. We just don't have enough time on this call, but I, I do have a couple more that I want to hopefully get in sure. before. Uh, I know you're a busy man. I'll answer uh, shorter this yeah. No, no. I mean, here's the thing about your answers is they're, they're covering so much material in so many different areas that, that, that we're interested in. So, and definitely our listeners as well. I want to know a little bit more about, because we've got a brain mapping QEEG device in our clinic. I'm, I'm curious how you sort of integrate the two. Uh, I'd be fascinated to learn more on that. Yeah. If, there's a really good book called Saving Your Brain by Dr. Kelly Miller. He's one of our brain tap doctors. Mm -hmm. And he talks in there about his QEG. And he, we actually designed, if you don't have this right now on your app, call and request our neurofeedback protocol. Okay. We have 200 sessions we did. With wow. What you're going to find is people with anxiety and depression and Alzheimer's and different things like that is the hemispheres aren't synchronizing. Mm -hmm. And one thing your listeners can do is go to YouTube and put in synchronizing metronomes because you, they have like 200 metronomes. They start them all at different times. Within three minutes, those metronomes are all synchronized. Hmm. That's the way our brain is supposed to work. And that's why every brain tap session, the first seven minutes is a synchronization protocol, but they're all different to basically mm -hmm. trick the brain and get it to train because the brain learns best under stress. So we're synchronizing the brain. So that's one of the ways. Also with the QEG, you can see what brainwave are they deficient in. Yeah, um, exactly. We find that 45% uh, beta is good, 30% alpha, you know, maybe 20% theta, and then 10% on either end. If you don't have those, we have sessions that can train to those. Then you can reevaluate them with the QEG and mm -hmm. show them. If they're doing neurofeedback, which we work a lot with, that's what I do at Quantum University is you have them do the neurofeedback in the clinic, but now they're doing brain tap at home. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're doing an alpha protocol where they're moving sailboats or whatever the, the, the mechanism is to get the brain to engage. If they do that at the clinic, have them do it, then have them do a brain tap session right afterwards because mm -hmm. their brain is super stressed. Right. You think they're just sitting there doing anything, but it's stressed out. And what the stressed out brain's going to do is I don't like that. Mm -hmm. That's why 40 sessions of neurofeedback, they got to say, you know what? We've got some really good movement here. We need to do 40 more. Mm -hmm. You know, but if you do brain tap, we found that we can get that same level of result in 20 or 30 sessions. And um, then they can be doing it at home. And then when they come in, they go, oh, alpha, I know what that is. And mm -hmm. then they're moving the sailboat, they're moving the race car, or the, whatever the game is. And now they get to say, wow, I do have a powerful brain. And we've teached it, we've taught, trained the brain to synchronize. Mm -hmm. That's the key part. Well, I love that. I mean, and I've seen that just the short amount of time that I've had to use the brain tap. I've put people on the brain tap actually before and the neurofeedback yeah. sessions are a lot better, but I like the idea because that's I'm the idea. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I realized. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like to have them stress out a little bit because stress yeah. gets growth and neuroplasticity. Then you have them 
get those neurons wiring and firing. It's kind of like a workout when we, when we do yeah. a lot of work with the Olympic athletes, we say, when you're done with your workout, do a brain tap, because now the acetylcholine will be available for that muscle building activity that needs to happen. Oh, yeah. That's such, I, I love that you said that, because it makes way more sense to do it at the end, because that, that's exactly what happens. Neurofeedback is stressful in the brain, and that adaptation process, if you can smooth it out with, with some, uh, some of those treatments with brain tap, that sounds amazing. Um, I do want I'm, you mentioned a few times with, I love how you describe the, the gamma as that bass drum beat. Um, talk about like, if you can, the, the importance of moving into alpha to access the gamma, because is, is that part of the stumbling block for a lot of people? Right. What, and I'm not sure why that happens. Nobody really knows a lot about the brain other than what it does. They can measure mm -hmm. it and find it out. But at 10 Hertz frequency, it's like a tuning fork. Bung. And then if you have another tuning fork around, it's going to start resonating. Mm -hmm. What happens is across the spectrum, you get this burst. This in gamma burst is really important. They, up to 10 years ago, they didn't know it was happening. Nobody was measuring it. They didn't know it was going on. But they did notice a delta burst. So there's a low end spectrum burst. And that delta burst is also very healing and healthy. So that happens at 10 hertz and it happens at 7.8 hertz frequency. It just happens to be a place. And what happens when you sleep at night? And that's why most people don't realize the best biohack for sleeping is getting deep sleep. And if you get deep sleep, then when you hit that level four sleep, your brain actually moves into that uh, catalytic sleep you know, where you're, you can't move. If you've ever woke up at night in the middle of the night, you couldn't move. You actually woke up in the middle of a cleaning cycle for the brain. And during that cleaning cycle, you should have seven of those at night, seven or eight. And your brain's going through these cycles. And every time it goes through these cycles, each one of these brain waves is producing, it's telling the gut, make these neurotransmitters, make this neurotransmitter, make this, let's build up our bank account for tomorrow. And that's why sleep is so restorative. If we're not getting that sleep cycle, it's a cycle. It's not just going to Delta. Like some people go, hey, I just hit the pillow. I go to sleep. Actually, that's the wrong way to sleep. Mm -hmm. You should progress yourself into sleep, like doing some breathing exercises, reflecting on your body, releasing the tension in your body. Because some people actually go to sleep fast and they're tense and they wake up in the fetal position, clenching their jaw mm -hmm. because they never release that tied up energy, that that what I was talking about before, that kinetic energy that builds up in our system. We can actually measure that, by the way. We, we've, if you take a voltometer and you have like a grounding pad, like I have here, I'm always working on my computer. I have a grounding pad under me and one at my desk. So it's like I'm outside working. Mm -hmm. You can measure it with a voltometer. Just when you buy at the regular grocery store, I mean at the, you know, at the hardware store or whatever. Your hardware store yeah. and you measure yourself most people are carrying around between two and three volts in their system you should be at the zero point hmm. you know if you're walking outside barefoot or wearing leather shoes that are grounded we would always all that energy would be grounded into the earth but when all that energy is going into the system that's all moving i mean i sleep on grounding sheets and you know like i said clint oprah is one of our one of our people and he supports us and we support him because we need to ground that so part of that is just getting into that deeper level of sleep and, and getting the brain to recycle. When we think about beta, think about that as your reactionary mind. So we need that mind, but we don't need it all the time. You know, we need it when we're driving. We need it when we're, and, and it's there to protect us. You know, m most people with the lights in the eyes too, a lot of people don't understand, but our eyes actually control 30% of our hearing. If you've ever been to a lecture and you couldn't hear the lecture, but then you adjusted your sight and then you skipped line of sight of the speaker, now you can hear them. That's because our primitive brain trained us that we only hear what we see. Because guess what? We're walking through the jungle. What if we heard everything? Remember, it's not about remembering. It's not about hearing everything. It's about hearing what's going to affect us. And that's where the eyes come in. And we, we learned that through NORA, which is the Neuro-Ophthalmology Research Association, which I speak at quite a lot. And they, they use the brain tap to regulate vision. And beyond what I know, they've, they've done, they've went way off the charts with it because our, our eyes have so much to do with our health too. You know, mm -hmm. people know with concussions, they can look at saccades and they can look at eye movements and patterns and things of that nature too. Mm. Wow. David, go ahead. Yeah. So real quick, we've got a few more minutes, Doc, and I, I've got to ask you this question before we get off. So I've talked a lot about how to use this as a great tool just for like helping with stress and improving our health and all these things. Can you speak a little bit to the longevity piece and prevention of like Alzheimer's dementia and how this exercises the brain? Because it, I know that's on a lot of people's minds. It's on the rise now in our country, especially. So 
Right. Well, one thing is that uh, like Dr. Miller's book, The Saving Your Brain book, we did a study with him, a pilot study that's now in a bigger study. But we found out that after six weeks of brain tap, we took a de dementia brain, which was diagnosed by the medical doctors. They took the test, they had dementia. Their brain was out of sync. <laughs> you know, they just weren't in. But after six weeks of just brain tap and measuring the brain, they had 64% more neuroplasticity. And their doctor said, if they were to come in today, they would not diagnose them with dementia, but they can't take that away because of course they didn't use a medicine to, to fix it. But uh, we, have this, we have the results, the clinical results that show it. So I think the brain is just like any other muscle. If we don't use it, we lose it. And so the, the brain likes to be challenged in the right way. So if we can challenge the brain, keep it working, and it's not computer games. I mean, when you do computer games, that's good. But what happens is once you learn the process, it's just a matter of rote memory. And then when you stop playing them, you lose it. It's like going to the gym with a personal trainer. You need to, this is something we need to do daily. It doesn't have to be brain tap, but they have to find some way to stimulate the brain. Breathing is a really good way for, to overcome dementia because breath work, you know, doing something, the Wim Hof is kind of making it famous, but yogic breathing, you know, that's been around since all of recorded history. And there's lots of different ways. And we do a lot of that breathing. We do a lot of breathing exercises on brain tap. They just don't know they're doing it. I'm just instructing them to do it. I'm not explaining, you know, pranayama and, and all of those things that are happening to them because I know that breath's really important to synchronize the brain. The other thing is that a lot of people are taking uh, like statins, for instance, and that's stripping their myelin sheaf in the, and they don't realize that that's actually needed with all the inflammation that's going on out there right now, if you take away the protection, you're going to lose. You're going to you're going to lose that neurological function, and it's going to show up as peripheral neurology neuropathy, or maybe even in the brain. So we and so we believe there's a combination of healthy fats that go along with what you're doing with brain tap. A lot of people, when they we measure people, we find that their brain is inflamed just like the rest of their body. They're just basically. They're trying to put up new curtains in their house when their house is on fire. You know, we, we need to put the fire out and get the brain and body working together. That's really what needs to happen. I'm, glad, I'm so glad you said that about statins. That, that needs to be said by, by a lot of docs. Yeah, I, got, I got one more question. It's a selfish one. It's, it has to do with my mom. She had a traumatic brain injury, brain, uh, uh, aneurysm actually five years ago. And part of her recovery, we've done the brain mapping, neurofeedback. She's made, like, she's made great progress. Uh, there's still some left-sided deficit for her. What, what do you see with uh, traumatic brain injury, uh, aneurysm, uh, stroke with uh, brain tap? Well, the nice thing is like the Neuro Center at NeuroLife down in Atlanta and uh, down at Parker and some other neuro centers we're in, this is a take-home product for them. They do all their work that they do because there's a lot of things you can do in the clinic that BrainTap's not going to do. But what we're going to do is we're going to keep training the brain to work together. We know that light, your brain can change at any age. You know, you can repair the brain at any age. So there's, there's no reason there can't be close to a full recovery. Um, it's, but it's about getting the toxins out. That's why deep sleep's so important. Getting the nutrients in, that's why the light's so important to get it to feed the brain. Uh, we have a light pad system too that goes on the head that David, you might've saw when we were there that you can wrap around the brain that gives more light, but you can use laser. You know, you, you might find if you're using lasers that you put, uh, if it's the left hemisphere, which is unfortunate because that's the one that has to do with dementia. So mm -hmm. if you, um, in, if that's slowing down, like when you do your QEG, you do the brain speed uh, function, if it's slowing down, then you can put laser right here while they're doing brain tap. If you look at Brandon Crawford, who's one of our doctors, he was just on the summit, but if you go to his site, just look him up, Brandon Crawford, he's with Shedlight. It's a laser company. They actually do brain frequencies too. He'll show people at his site, and especially his Instagram, they're doing brain tap and he's got lasers all over the place while they're doing it. Because if we can get the brain going through those and, and add a little more light, yeah. it's gonna do some magical things too. So uh, get her outside, get her grounded. Yeah. You know, those are things that are really important. And we find one of the studies we did showed with a spec scan, 30% uh, uh, better blood flow to that area of the brain in six weeks. Wow. So, that's you know, incredible. That's doing it three times a day. 
So not just once a week or something like that. It was because the, the, the light is the most underprescribed nutrient on earth today. Yeah. So we need to get more light in. And our light is 470 nanometer light, 633 nanometer light. But the, if you can do it on the head, you can use a 10 nanometer light. And that's really good. And you can just do the base of the brain too. A lot of people do in that for whatever reason, which chiropractors know, uh, you're going to get some magic that happens there. People that work on just the occiput, you know, they're going to have some great changes in the body at that point. Mm-hmm. Wow. You've shared so much amazing information. Um, I, as a practitioner, there, I mean, there's two different types of people typically listen to this podcast. It's other doctors. Um, and then, and then there's the more, the general public, our patients and things like that. Um, it sounds like there's a bunch of different upgrades. So I'm holding the device in, in my hand. This one has the, the eye set. Uh, I can't remember what, the retinal, yeah, retinal, flash. Flash. retinal flashing. Yeah, the regular therapy or the, or the lights flashing into the ears. And by the way, whenever I do it, yeah, I'm always feeling that heat in the ear. But you also mentioned the intranasal one. Like is, you've got some upgrades to this thing. Can you, can you talk about like what would be a, a base model and what would be more of a practitioner model? Right. Well, that is the practitioner model too. We just license it to be used in a clinic. Um, but we, we have other devices. We call it stacking your hacks, if you will, because biohacking is so popular now. Yeah. And we do a lot with Dave Asprey and people like mm-hmm. that. He was just on the summit as well. So people are using this when they're doing other things because it's passive. Is mm-hmm. Like some chiropractors will do electrostim at the same time they're doing brain tap and things of that nature. But you can use cranial lights. There's a lot of different versions out there. We don't really market all those things until we have a doctor involved with us because we don't want to be like uh, Walmart, you know, have all these different <laughs> products. You know, we, we basically have the BrainTap headset and the BrainTap app. That's our flagship Core, product, yeah. if you will. And then we license it through practitioners. And then we have a whole uh, program that we do with them. So people can buy the first one for themselves, like it, and then they contact us and then we upgrade them to uh, what we call a location license. And then they can start using it in their practice for profit. Awesome. Super helpful. Now, now you, you, before we got on, you said that you've got a, a gift for everyone who's listening in. So um, please, please share. Cause we always give our listeners some home play, something that they can take home and, and practice yeah. and learn. So, yeah. yeah. One of the, one of the things I do every morning, of course, I get up and I do what I call digital coffee. That's our 10 minute sessions. We call it wake up. So I recommend they can go, uh, uh, David's going to share the link with them and show them, uh, where they can get the, when they go there to get the free uh, 15 days on the app alone, you can just use your own earbuds, put them in, you can start exploring, you get access to the six major bundles, then not all thousand of them, but you get, it's about 400 sessions, more than you can listen to in 15 days. And you'll get a good idea. If you don't want to do anything after that, it just goes away. You don't, we don't ask for a credit card or anything like that. But you get a, you also can download a free copy of my book, Thrive and Overdrive. There's no, you get to keep that forever. It's, it's downloaded. It's a full book. It's not a PDF book or one you actually see on the internet. It's the full book you'd buy on Amazon, but it's a PDF. So you can put it into your Kindle reader or your, your phone and read the book just like you would any others. And it's a 240 page book. So it's going to, chapter four talks all about the science. So if you're one of those guys that gets geeked out on the science, chapter four is the chapter to go to, to read about the science. Amazing. Awesome. And Doc, where can everybody find you, man? If people wanted to learn more about you and look into a lot of your stuff, let us, our listeners, know real quick. Yeah. They can look us up on Facebook, of course. They can go there. They can look at, at Dr. Patrick Porter, uh, either on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, we do a live meditation every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, they can tune into that. There's no cost for that. That's on the BrainTap, at BrainTap Tech uh, Facebook page and Instagram page. Uh, they can also go to braintap.com but i would recommend they first go to the link you're going to share with them and get the download and then they'll get a lot more information from us they can i have all my books and uh some of my old process i used to have another company called positive changes and i had over 400 sessions with that company they're available on amazon they're old uh programs but uh the new stuff is on the brain tap that that i've created just recently in the last six years It's amazing. Awesome. I, I love how accessible all your information is, your product. I mean, it's clear that you're on this path to, to serve humanity and this area of the brain and, and what's possible with neuroplasticity and everything that you're sharing is, is so needed right now. It's, I mean, it's, there, there's no question. So, I mean, we're so grateful you took time out to speak to us. Uh, you, the messages that you shared today were 
unbelievable. I mean, they're <laughs> everything that we're interested in as, as energy minded doctors uh, uh, living a conscious, what we feel to be a conscious life. But the, the, the role of integrating brain health into everything that we do is so important. So, you know, hats off to you. We're just so honored that, that you spoke with us today. Well, well, thank you. It's because of people like you, we can get out there and, and help the people. That's why I'm here. So thank I you so much, Dr. Porter. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Right. Look forward to seeing you both in person when we're able to do that again. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Man. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness. Be well.